Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Former President Trump's second impeachment trial begins next week. So today, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to preview what to expect from the upcoming trial. I will walk you through the trial process and key players to watch and what the result could mean for the country. The very same Senate chamber overrun by insurrectionists on January 6th will now be the home to former President Trump's second impeachment trial. On January 13th, the House of Representatives impeached Trump for, quote, engaging in high crimes and misdemeanors by inciting violence on the Capitol. On this vote, the ayes are 232, the nays are 197. Resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid upon the table. That vote was a bipartisan vote with 10 Republicans joining Democrats to vote for impeachment. It's worth noting just how unprecedented this all is. Former President Trump is the first president to ever be impeached twice by the House of Representatives and the first president to be tried after leaving office. This time around is expected to be shorter than Trump's first trial, which lasted three weeks. Democrats control the Senate and they've indicated they want a speedy trial because they want to turn to passing Joe Biden's agenda. Time is a luxury our country does not have. And let me be very clear, Mr. President, we are not going to dilute, to dither, to delay. The needs of the American people are so demanding. We need to think big and we need to act quickly. A typical day will look a lot like the first impeachment trial of President Trump that occurred last year. The House managers and the president's defense attorneys each will be given up to 24 hours of floor time to make opening arguments over the course of several days. Senators will then be granted 16 hours total to ask questions of the teams posed in written notes and read aloud by the presiding officer. In Trump's first impeachment trial, the Republican-controlled Senate rejected attempts by Democrats to call witnesses. This time, Democrats have yet to say what witnesses, if any, they want to call to testify. But witnesses could be called, including members of Congress themselves. One witness we do know Democrats are looking to hear from? Former President Trump. The House impeachment managers have sent him a letter asking for him to testify. And whether or not the House Democratic managers choose to subpoena him and compel the testimony will be the next big drama to unfold in this impeachment trial. No witnesses were called to testify in the House, where Democrats made the case that Trump had essentially incited the insurrection in public view. We were all witnesses. Whether witnesses are called will be a key part of dictating how long the trial lasts. Importantly, this trial will end up with potentially two critical votes at the end. One, to acquit or convict President Trump. And remember, to convict, you need two-thirds of the Senate to vote that way. The second vote would be whether he gets permanently disqualified from holding future office. Now, that second vote is only a simple majority vote. You only need 51 votes to prevent Donald Trump from holding future office. However, you don't get to the second vote unless he has been convicted in that first vote. Now, let's go through some of the key players in this trial beyond the president. Let's start with Vermont Democratic Senator Patrick Leahy. He'll be presiding over the trial. 
The Constitution mandates that the Chief Justice of the United States preside over presidential impeachment trials. But since Donald Trump is a former president, no longer the sitting current president, that requirement no longer applies. Leahy is the senior member of the majority party, which makes him the Senate's president pro tempore, which means he's the presiding officer of the Senate unless Vice President Harris comes in and sits in the chair. Leahy, as one of the 100 senators, though, also will be serving as a juror in this trial. Then there are the nine House managers who will function as prosecutors and will be led by Representative Jamie Raskin, Democrat of Maryland. He helped draw up the article of impeachment against Trump in the weeks after losing his son, who died by suicide. You know, I'm not going to lose my son at the end of 2020 and lose my country and my republic in 2021. It's not going to happen. Then there's the Trump defense team, led by lawyers David Schoen and Bruce Castor. Trump's legal team has been a revolving group of lawyers, but they plan on arguing that he cannot be convicted by the Senate because he's no longer in office, that this is an unconstitutional trial, and that anything he said on January 6th is free speech and protected by the First Amendment. This has nothing to do with President Trump, and the country doesn't need to just watch videos of riots and unrest. We need to heal now. We need to move forward. Of course, perhaps the most consequential people involved in this trial are the Republican senators and whether or not 17 of them would join with the Democrats to convict the president. Some key Republican senators to watch are the five who voted on a procedural motion stating that the impeachment trial is indeed constitutional. Mitt Romney, Ben Sass, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and Pat Toomey. Perhaps some others may be open to a conviction as well, but those are the first five Republicans to watch very closely during the trial. A couple of those other senators to watch, they signaled that maybe they'll have an open mind going into the trial, Bill Cassidy and Rob Portman. And last but not least, there is Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. The voters, the courts, and the states have all spoken. If we overrule them, it would damage our republic forever. Now, if McConnell voted to convict, that obviously could have a pretty significant impact on his conference, on his fellow Republicans, maybe like a John Thune or a John Cornyn. And McConnell has left the door open to voting that way. But I cannot stress this enough. The prospect that Democrats get the 17 Republican votes they would need in order to convict Donald Trump, that seems just infinitesimally low. So the vast majority of Republicans appear poised to do what they have done throughout the entire Trump era, which is continue standing by Donald Trump for fear of offending his voters. And if Donald Trump is acquitted a second time by the United States Senate, it raises a lot of questions about whether he will achieve an even greater sense of hero status among Republican base voters. Does that actually enhance his power inside the party? And if Senate Republicans decide that they're acquitting Donald Trump because they are standing by the process idea that the trial itself is constitutional, what does that mean for future presidents in the final days of their presidency? If you can have sort of a blank check to do any kind of egregious, unconstitutional or illegal activity, knowing full well that it is deemed that you can't have a constitutional trial in the Senate should you be impeached in your final days in office by the House, well, how does that guard against democracy run amok in the future? 
That's it for today's special edition of the CNN Political Briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is the executive producer, and Haley Thomas is the senior news producer. Raj Makija is our senior production manager. Our episodes are produced by Will Cadigan, Mimi Mutesa, David Toledo, and Taylor Galgano, and engineered by Francisco Monroy. We'll talk to you Monday.